Welcome back to Nerds RPG Broadcast. I'm your host, Jason. And today is just going to be two short topics. We'll get back to a regular format next time. I want to talk about the Cypher system, and there's a goodbye I think I need to do. So, let's touch Cypher system first. Recently, Che Webster over at Roleplay Rescue released episode 804. And on that episode, he talks about the Cypher system and how Monty Cook, with the Cypher system in his book, uh, I don't have it in front of me, made it the best game ever, or how to run the best game ever. Anyhow, Monty Cook has opened some doors, and, and, and nothing in Cypher or in Monty Cook's book is brand new information or, or earth-shaking, but different things click with different people. So this really clicked with Che. And like I say, they're not necessarily new ideas, but you know, I, I've experienced the same thing where people talk about topics and and then you happen to read something and, and that's where it finally clicks for you, even though it's been around for a while. Sometimes it just takes a certain presentation for each individual because we're all individuals. So that's okay. And, and I'm glad that Che has found something that clicked and, and, and that's opened up the idea of doing improv and doing, you know, sessions based around the group's desires and not just the world the GM builds and things like that. So th there's a lot of good there, and I do recommend you go listen to episode 804. But, you know, every time he mentions the Cypher system, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up a little bit, and, and it rubs me a little bit the wrong way. Not not Che. And, and in fact, in full disclosure, I played in a game of Cypher run by Che Webster and had a great time. He did a great job running it. The system was perfect for the adventure we ran. It was a little one-shot adventure. We were galactic marines, kind of like space marines, and a planet had was rebelling against the galactic empire, so we dropped in to secure an airfield so more troop transports could come in and, you know, oppress the planet in the name of the empire. Anyhow, the system worked really well for that, and, and I think the system does what it's designed to do very well. So I... I'm not negative on the Cypher system, and I think it works well for what it's designed to do, but why does it rub me the wrong way? Well, to answer that question, we need to look at board games. These days, board games are generally divided into, I guess, three categories. You have Euro games, Ameritrash games, and war games. So war games are, you know, map and chip games. I think we kind of know what those are. We're not, I'm not really going to talk about that. And then Euro games are worker placement games or resource management games. Typically, Euro games, also called German games, typically you don't have a lot of player interaction in those games. You don't have player versus player combat. There's not usually a lot of randomness in those games. You're not rolling a lot of dice. It's all skill and system mastery of those games are how you play those well. And Ameritrash games tend to be Games with lots of randomness, where you roll a lot of dice, lots of player versus player conflict. You, you know, and there's tons of games like that. And of course, these are broad categories, and these categories, not all games fit right in these categories. I'll be the first to tell you that. A lot of games mix these different elements up. But in general, if you'll see those terms a lot when you look at board game sites and talk to people that are into, talk to like board game stores or things like that. Why do I bring this up? Well... Cypher seems to me to be the RPG equivalent of a Euro game. Cypher is a resource management game, and I think that's what rubs me wrong. In Cypher, to do cool things, you have to burn your resources. You have pools. You have three pools in Cypher. 
like like and i don't have the book in front of you there's like a strength pool a speed pool and a mental pool like and so to do different things you have to burn these different pools so in this game and in, in the far future when we wanted to fire a burst from our advanced combat rifles we had to burn points off our speed pool and there are ways to refresh these points but that just rubbed me the wrong way that to do cool things i had to burn resources now there are other games where to do cool things you have to roll certain things on the dice and i would refer to these games as ameritrash rpgs and again these you know most rpgs are a mix of all these things but and i'm oversimplifying things but in a game like say low fantasy gaming where on a 19 or 20, you do a critical hit, or as you go up in level, depending on your class, maybe an 18 or 17 to 20, you're going to do a critical hit. Again, I don't have the book in front of me, but you, you know that's what I would call an Ameritrash game because to do a cool thing, you have to roll well on the dice. Where with Cypher, to do a cool thing, you got to burn resources. Now, neither of these is right, neither of these is wrong, but Cypher rubbed me the wrong way because I don't like having to do resource management. I don't like having to think that much. <laughs> When I'm playing a a one shot game, to me a one you know I I want to roll for those cool effects. I, I don't know. I guess that makes me a lazy player. Um, that's not saying I don't didn't enjoy the game. I really did, and I would definitely play it again. And I don't know. I play all sorts of games, but my default tends to be games a little bit absurdity in them. Lots of die rolling would be preferred. Lots of social interaction. Lots of banner back and forth between the players that, that's kind of the game i want to play and, and to be fair the the way che ran cypher we had a lot of that those things in there we had banner we had some cool things going on we had interesting decisions interesting challenges so it, it really was a good game it's just the resource management part rubbed me the wrong way so i think that's why i don't like cypher because i tend to be an ameritrash board gamer i'll always pick warhammer quest over agricola right so you know Catan is not I, I wouldn't pick Catan. I would pick I don't know what's another dice rolling game I've got a bajillion of them um but you know I would always pick games where I'm, I'm I'm rolling dice and and trying to kill things as opposed to trading and things like that so but anyhow I figured I'd share why Cypher rubs me the wrong way and it's got nothing to do with Cypher and to be fair, Cypher is what it says on the tin. Well, I, I don't know if it is what it says on the tin. Cypher, a lot of the literature sells it as an exploration game, and I don't know the mechanics support exploration very well. The mechanics mainly support combat. But that said, Cypher does what it's designed to do very well. It's just I'm not big into resource management. So that's one topic. The other topic I want to talk about is there's an overdue goodbye that I want to do. I should have done this back on the 4th of January. Victoria Lee Blum, who was known professionally as Tanya Roberts, passed on 4 July of 2021. And for people, especially people my generation, we have fond memories of Tanya Roberts, a lot of us do. She was a good actor. She seems like she was a genuinely nice person, a, a genuinely good person. You know, she was big into animal rights. And I... I you know, genuinely enjoy some of the things she's done. And I think that a lot of us have fond memories of some of her roles. And, I, and I'm and i sorry that I took so long to get this out there. Normally, I'm a lot better on timeliness as far as getting out a 
you know, obituaries or retrospectives, but I, I do want to take a minute to remember Tanya Roberts. Um, she's best known probably for the things she did in the 80s. So in the 80s, so in the 70s, tail in the 70s, she joined Charlie's Angels in the fifth and final season of Charlie's Angels. And um, she was Julie Roberts in that show. And then when she moved into the 80s, I think some of her most famous roles outside Charlie Charlie's Angels happened in the 80s. So in the 80s, we have Beastmaster. Well, actually, before the 80s, at the end of the 70s, I want to talk about Taurus Trap. So Taurus Trap, if you haven't seen it, I'm not going to talk about the plot. I recommend you don't read about Taurus Trap. If you like horror movies, go check out Taurus Trap. Taurus Trap has Chuck Connors from The Rifleman. It has Tanya Roberts, and it's got other people you probably don't recognize. It is actually a really interesting movie. I, I highly recommend it. It's got twists in there that you're not going to expect if you haven't cheated and looked ahead. So I, I recommend Taurus Trap. It it's a weird little movie that, you know, has some interesting twists in it. But when we move past Taurus Trap, we're going to talk about Beastmaster. And the Beastmaster is probably the f most famous, well, maybe not the most famous, that's not fair to say. But it's maybe, of, of the different um, cult movies, maybe the most iconic of our cult movies. Of course, the Beastmaster is an 82 sword and sorcery film, directed by Don Coscarelli, who we most remember from the Phantasm series, with Mark Singer starring. But Tanya Roberts is in there, so is John Amos and Rip Torn. And it's loosely based on an Andre Norton novel, The Beastmaster. The, the Beastmaster, it is what it is, but, but I, I think it's worth a watch. It's maybe a little darker than people might expect it to be, um, but, but I do recommend The Beastmaster. Of course, many of my generation also remember, with The Beastmaster, to help publicize the film and promote the film, Tanya Roberts appeared naked in Playboy. Of course, they didn't time it very well because the issue came out after the film had already been released and was out of a lot of theaters. But, you know, that said. She was also, during the 80s, she was in Sheena, also known as Sheena, Queen of the Jungle. Another craptastic um, B-movie, right? Written by the star team, written and directed by the star team that did the 76 King Kong. Maybe, probably the most famous movie she did in the 80s would be 85's A View to a Kill, James Bond movie. This is during the Roger, near the end of the Roger Moore run as James Bond. And in A View to a Kill, she plays Stacey Sutton. Of course, View to the Kill, A View to a Kill, has the amazing Christopher Walken as the bad guy. Worth it. Just any movie, Christopher Walken's worth watching. But tying back to genre films and tying back to sword and sorcery kind of stuff, it also has Grace Jones as Mayday. And, of course, we all remember Grace Jones from Conan the Destroyer. And then the final 80s movie I want to mention that she was in is Body Slam. I, I do recommend you go check out Body Slam if you like wrestling. Body Slam had Dirk Benedict, Tiny Roberts, Rowdy Roddy Piper. It, it's a neat little comedy movie about wrestling, and, and Body Slam is one of those movies I don't think it's talked about very much, but, but it's a, a pretty fun film. Really, I, I think that's the the best of the movies she's been in. <laughs> Television, she did bit parts here and there, but the only real roles she did were Charlie's Angels, 
and then during the 90s during in the 90s she was stuck doing a lot of um erotica a lot of um kind of softcore porn and, and kind of the stuff that shannon tweed was in those kind of movies and she was in a cinemax show called hotline which was basically softcore anthology and then at the end of the 90s though she got into that 70s show is midge and shows she stayed on that 70s show until 2004 and that was kind of the you know the highlights of her acting career like i say she interesting lady um one oh i you know what i skipped over one of my favorites so in 83, she was in the television movie, Murder Me, Murder, Murder You. And Murder Me, Murder You is a Mike Hammer film, TV film, with Stacey Keach. It was basically the pilot to that Mickey Splains Mike Hammer TV show where Stacey Keach played Mike Hammer. And so in this pilot, Tanya plays Velda, Mike Hammer's secretary. And she didn't pick up that role in the TV show because she went on to film Sheena, which was probably not the best decision, but... You know, that, that's what she ended up doing. Um, she was only married once, which was nice. Um, after her husband, Barry Roberts, did die in 2006, she eventually hooked up with Lance O'Brien, who stayed with her till the end, which was nice. As far as personal life, I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about there. Like I say, she's an animal activist. She stayed active in social media, doing video chats, you know, all the way to the very end, you know, during the COVID-19 era last year. Her sister, Barbara Chase is married to Timothy Leary. I guess I can mention that. Timothy Leary, of course, is a counterculture figure and the bad influence that sucked a number of people into drugs trying to legitimize them. Um, I think everything I, I would say about Timothy Leary is summed up by Lewis Maynard, where he said, the only things about Leary, the only things Leary were serious about were pleasure and renown. He liked women, he liked being the center of attention, he liked to get high. So I think that's all we need to worry about with old Timothy Leary. But, yeah, Tanya Roberts. You know, she wasn't the best actress out there. She probably wasn't the prettiest of all the actresses out there. But like I say, we, most of us, especially people like me and my generation, really have fond memories of some of the movies she was in. And she seems like she was a really nice person. And I'm sorry to see her go. And that's all I have for you today, folks. I hope you're doing okay. I hope to have another episode out soon. I've got a bunch of calls about the noir films and private eye films and private eye fiction. So I'm going to do an episode, another episode on that, doing listener feedback. And I might even have a special guest join me in conversation on that show. So look forward to that coming up. Also coming up, I've got a couple games. I'm getting ready to run Against Dark Master. So I'll talk about that, how that goes. And I'm going to run the Masters of the Universe using Metal World. And I'm actually talking to the creator of Metal World, and I might get him on for an interview after I run the Masters of the Universe game. So a lot of neat things coming up. I hope you can join me for those. But until then, if you have any questions, comments, complaints, you can leave me a message on Anchor. You can send me an email at nerdsrpgvarietycast at gmail.com. If you want to attach an audio file to that email, I'll play it on the show. Or you can find me on Discord. Until then, stay safe. I'll talk to you soon.